Welcome to Marty's Music Kitchen, the fun music and food podcast where anything can happen. We're dancing in the kitchen today with the AM Acoustic Minds identical twin sister singers and songwriters, Jenny and Amanda Price. Together with super producers and multi-instrumentalists, Josh Lorenzen and Aaron Altenmos, they've been capturing the EDM house in both Portland and LA with a cross genre of bass-infused soul power music. They were voted Portland's Band of the Year in 2010, and they've just released a new self-titled album in 2017. You know, I think the coolest part about cooking is that when you cook with love, you taste the love. Regardless of how many people come into the kitchen with you, if you can make something with love, then they can feel like they're at home with whatever it is you've cooked. Jenny and Amanda are huge food fans, and they love to cook. We are powering up an original recipe for super healthy chili tacos using ground turkey. How have they survived the challenges of keeping fresh produce in the kitchen while touring hundreds of clubs and multi-city living? Come with me and let's find out. Hey Amanda, hi Jenny, welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, thanks for having us. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited to be here. I'm a huge fan of um, your music, actually. I listened to Two Stars today, and I love it. I listened to it like six times in a row. I'm like, oh, this is good. I like it. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. (laughs) And that was on the album that just came out in 2017, right? That's right. It was the album titled The AM. We've recently gone from acoustic minds to an abbreviated version just for the more live dance set um so what are we cooking today today we're cooking my famous healthy um, ground turkey chili which basically is this started out as a taco concoction and Uh then my mexican in-laws informed me that this was chili so i really had no idea i just thought i was yes yes (laughs) she just kept calling it tacos yes it's kind of like when we go and we say we want shells and my brother-in-law says those are called tortillas (laughs) so in the interim of just trying to come up with something really healthy that we could food prep and have for many, many days on end, uh, uh-huh. this concoction came to be, and now it is pretty much world renowned, at least for all the people around the United States that have tasted it, because I have cooked it in probably 36 states. All right. And Amanda, you're mostly the cook, says Jenny. <laughs> we both love to cook, but I would say Jenny is more my sous chef. She does the little ins and outs to keep the kitchen running for me. Uh-huh. Um you know, nine times out of 10, most of us people that are cooking are trying to do it on the run and uh-huh. making sure we can get it done in a efficient fashion so we can still eat and enjoy time with the people we love versus just standing in the kitchen and cooking all night. I like it. Also, she's kind of a control freak, so <laughs> she doesn't really oh, let me touch anything. Out, right? So let's get cooking. So one of the first things I do in this is I make sure that I saute the vegetables because they take a little bit longer. And okay. then after that happens, then the meat will go on and then everything is really just sitting and simmering and becoming delicious so the first part of this is the onions I think we all like a good grilled onion and (laughs) I like to put the fresh ones in with the meat so it cooks and sautés in but I also like to sauté some on the side and then put them in after the fact to just give it a little more of the yummy flavor. That is a really good idea I do the same thing like I put it in with the meat for the flavor but I never thought about cooking a little extra I put on the side so. So yeah in the meantime of all of this normally I've got the second pot going which would be the starts of the chili fixings. Okay. So um, I've 
developed my own little method with this. I feel like some of the vegetables that I put in here tend to cook a little slower than the others. So uh -huh. I do those first and then just start adding in the rest of it um, as the meat is preparing. So the first thing I put into the chili concoction is the corn. And then after the corn, uh, it will go the red beans and then the black beans and okay so i'm like all impressed because i walked in and everything's like all cut and <laughs> the cans are open so you're thrown in about three cans of whole corn it looks like Correct. drained yes drained corn that's the only thing besides the beans that i'll drain everything else i'll leave natural flavors okay so the juices for um all of the tomatoes will stay in there but this uh -huh. is not a typical chili that would be um, really runny. You know, most chilies, you can eat this in the sense of in a bowl or um, even with like eggs and, you know, it can be combined with anything, but it's also not one of the types where, you know, it would be like a soup. Right. Which is a normal chili, you know. Yeah, concoction. thing. Right. So are you going to drain the beans too? Um, I already drained them. I kind of knew we were on a short timeline and I uh -huh. wanted to make sure that we, you guys were able to taste this. Although I will be honest with you, this normally takes me under 30 minutes even with all the preparation and everything to get this prepared. So again, oh, you mean when, with Jenny's prep work? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> the famous sous chef, Ooh, Jenny Price. Exactly. She makes Jenny sure all Price. the cans are open, everything's drained, <laughs> all the all of the delightful things that get in the way of making our kind of small kitchen a little oh. bigger. Oh, this is also, great. our mom taught us to clean as you go, and it makes for cooking a lot easier because then you don't have the huge ordeal at the end. Yeah. You can kind of have... She likes a fresh, clean kitchen everywhere she goes, as I right. told you. Bit of a control freak. <laughs> and so I know to <laughs> clean up and, and get things out of her way so she can just get everything done and make it super tasty. Cool. Well, kudos to mom. Did you guys cook a lot when you were growing up? Uh, mom did. She. We have two other siblings, and we got very lucky. Our beginning part of our childhood she did tons of just fresh meals she actually baked bread for us every morning which Seriously? i think is like a ruining of a human being because oh, you think that's man. normal life yeah. and you have fresh baked wheat bread you were deprived of the wonder of wonder bread <laughs> never you know? had it in fact we still don't eat white bread because everything was always wheat growing oh, up that's so. okay you're not missing out yeah. let me just inform you but you know every once in a while though i have to admit a really good loaf of rustic bread mm. with that like a little bit of thicker crust slather and butter and garlic and you i love that like, dang oh, i am that. i'm a fan yeah. of bread any day i mean right. my niece and nephews they don't know what it's like without that they grew up on like the or a wheat, you know, either white or the buttermilk bread. So they really? literally, <laughs> like we're trying to prep them into wheat bread now. They're turning three, four, and seven, and they're like, they're like what, is this, what gross is this wheat ah, bread? It's chewy. Ah. It's true. They see it's a different color, and they're like, ew, I don't like it. It needs Aww. to be white. I'm just like. You're gonna, you guys have to go. You're missing out, the kids. Finer points even more food. delicious, let me tell you. It's oh my gosh, and we cook food. a lot. My little sister's the same way. She's very healthy and she uh, cooks a lot. And so all of her meals are delicious. And <laughs> the kids are always like, I'm not sure about that. Oh. Which is interesting, but I think it's really common. I think that most times I hear people with younger children, it takes them a little while to get their palate going. Fortunately, our little niece, she's two and she will eat anything. She loves broccoli. She, she didn't really get that same palate starting in the very beginning. So she likes more of the things that the brothers are like, what the heck's a sweet potato, you know? And she's like, delicious. <laughs> it's true. We got really lucky with her because she follows after her mom. She's a, she's a watcher and observer, if you will. And so she tries everything at least once, whereas the boys are so accustomed to only trying, you know, certain staples as a child that now they're like, ooh, pizza. And you're like, wait a second. 
If you knew Wait. what pizza tasted like, you wouldn't be saying ooh. Yeah, pizza's great. I love pizza. So were you um, grew up cooking with your mom? Yeah, she was always someone who was letting us try a hand in it. She baked all of her own um, candies during the holidays. And I noticed that on one of your recent episodes, you had a baker, like an official baker. Right. I would personally say I'm more a baker than I am a cook, but I become more of a chef because of how much I love food and how much I enjoy just... Um, having all my friends around and being yeah. able to make them yummy stuff. And so for me, opposite, and, and that was actually Carly Jane, um, and she's a food photographer and a, uh, creates recipes, and she asked me, she said, Marty, what are you? Are you a baker or a cook? And I'm like, oh, God, not not a baker. Oh, no, no. It scares me, it's right? It's it just science. scares me. It's science. It's so. so science. I love that about baking, though. You know, you can't mess with it. There are bakers who will just throw it all together and, you see those cooking shows like Nailed It or Sugar Rush, and you're like, holy cow, how'd they do that? <laughs> but I'm a measurer. By, by all my baking standards, the only thing I remove is the sugar, or I replace like oils with applesauce or something just to make it healthier. Yeah, so when you sub out sugar, what do you sub in? Uh, nine times out of ten, I will typically just cut the sugar in half. There's even recipes that you don't even, you can have a fourth of the sugar. They still have the flavor. Um, but like I said, the big thing is with the substitution of when you're replacing like the oils or something like that, when you add applesauce, that adds sugar as well. So I feel like that's a natural way to get some of the sweetness. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, I'm more like a spice factor than I am sweet. So, you know, if it's something like a carrot cake, I'll add some extra cinnamon versus the regular amounts of sugar. And it's still very, very fluffy and very light, even though you don't have all that oil in it. So oh, sounds yeah, good. It's interesting. All right. So the onions have been grilled. Onions uh, are grilled. We're going to put the peppers in now. I have an array of red, yellow, and orange. I guess um, I should say sautéed. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, sautéed in here. Onions have been sautéed. And um, I love bell peppers. I think that they add such a nice crunch to everything. I try yep. to saute just a little hair and then let them really sit in with the rest of the yummy stuff so it uh -huh. gets um, still that nice, like, crunchy factor to it. Love it. And it's colorful, too, which is the best part. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you watch those cooking shows, and they're, like, the thing that you want the most. Yes, flavor's good, texture and they want it to look nice. So, uh, you know, if you have, like, a really bright what? colored dish, they they're like... They want flavor texture. And it's got to be good presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I cook, I actually have to admit, I cook by color. When I cook soup, um, and I'm always looking, you know, if it looks like if I'm doing a chicken soup or a bean soup or something, and I'm debating about what bean to put in it, it's got to be the one that's going to add the, the visual pop. So... You know, if I've got maybe more of a clear broth and the white bean's going to look better with it, I'll do it. I will. Nice. Yeah, I love that, too. The very first thing I ever really made that made me, like, the, the lover of cooking foods like this yeah. was this incredible um, potato leek soup. Oh, that's And it good. was um, the first time I really used incorporated onions. I believe it or not, I used to hate them. And I <laughs> took me, like, good solid into my late 20s to start enjoying things like onions and peppers. But... Um, I would make this soup and you know I think the coolest part about cooking is that when you cook with love you taste the love Aww. and that sounds like very cooking like with love. I mean but you can tell like I mean I know people who cook for a living and sometimes their food could be yummy but maybe they just are sick of cooking and so they're like you don't really taste the overall love that comes from it whereas the very first thing I ever cooked was this particular soup which maybe one day we'll come back and I'll revisit this soup idea but um, yeah, or you can bake for me at Christmas. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's, it had this like warmth and like it brought you back to feeling like home, which I think is the coolest part about cooking is like 
regardless of how many people come into the kitchen with you, if you can make something with love, then they can feel like they're at home with whatever it is you've cooked. So what have you got going on this big pot over here? All right, so the pot, I have now added the beans in. So it's just the yellow corn with the red kidney and the black beans. Again, normally I would go for a spicy black bean because I enjoy some kick to this. Yeah. I use regular um, just because I am going to be adding in some jalapenos later, and I don't want you know, you know the normal palate me. to freak out. You don't want to kill the, the host in the yeah, kitchen? Yeah, I didn't ask um, if you like spice. But. Oh, I love spice. Um, so is there just a can of each yes. of the beans, the yes. different kind of beans? can of each of the beans, three cans of the corn, and you can add extra beans. I've also done this with quinoa, so if you're really into quinoa, this is another nice um, flavor. I've oh. had some people who aren't my roommate downstairs, for instance, who doesn't like beans for some blasphemous okay. reason. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Back up to the quinoa. What would you, would you sub that for something? Um, what I would do is I would do the quinoa in place of, it, so when I started this, this was two cans of each of the beans, so uh -huh. um, if I were doing the quinoa, I would just... Do this exact same recipe, but add in a cup of quinoa, and you know Cooked the cup goes. Or not? Uh, you would um, soak it, so yeah. you know it'll be a nice. Well, actually, and you won't no, get I don't of, know. I'm like, yeah. Well, quinoa is course, like one of those. I know. Yeah, it's one of those <laughs> weird things that it doesn't affect me because my stomach is a vault. But most people, if you don't soak it, even with beans, this can happen for people. If you soak the beans, it releases some of the air that comes from it that give you all the wonderful bloating and stuff. So the, the musical. Yes, the, the musical, musical notes that come from yes, it. Yes. Uh -huh. yeah. So was there, um, I know in my family we had um, music and food kind of went hand in hand when I was growing up. How about for you guys? Was there music in your household? Absolutely. Um, our dad was actually a worship leader in the church that we grew up in. Oh. And he was the person who concocted all the songs. He, We lived in a musical household. So um, if it wasn't being sung to you, you were hearing hymns and or we learned to sight read at the age of three. We were in a choir by the age of three. So it was just something that was constantly in our home and then even though my dad was not a he wasn't in the home for longer when I was Jenny and I when we were six or seven my parents split up but we carried on that whole entire part of music with what we do in the kitchen so normally we're jamming out to some of our favorite tunes and or just singing along to we like to con concoct songs off of the food as well I love sometimes, it so. I love it and you know we actually have that in common my mom was a music teacher and she had me sitting at that piano when I was three. I was three with my little legs dangling off the piano bench. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there our mom and dad, they did, uh, they loved Alabama, Carly Simon, the Eagles. Um, I remember a lot of records being played when we were growing up, um, singing many harmonies. And it's kind of how we learned harmony ourselves from our dad singing to us and hearing uh, so many different groups that were doing three and four part harmonies at a very young age. So, so how did you gravitate toward kind of a, you know, an EDM kind of a sound? I think that Amanda and I loved dance music. Um, it, it was kind of like frowned upon when we were growing up. Underground raves, things like this. You had where you could find electronic music. Yeah. Uh, to us, it just felt like a place where people could be themselves. You were just accepted, and you know, music could overcome you like ecstatic dances now here in 2019. You can come in and just really have a release. Uh -huh. And uh, we just loved bass music. We loved synths. We've just been fans of that. In our, er, since we were just like early teens and I recall hearing a lot of different DJs that had some sort of vocal edits and thinking man I want to do that I want to spin records I want to sing over that and mm -hmm. dance music we thought would be really exciting to bring songs to dance music so actual full-length songs instead of vocal edits and things like that and 
for us, it was kind of like, let's see if we can break this mold and take not just like two genres, but blend like five genres together. Because well, a lot in our a, music, it's all about finding your own style, it right? Is. And what sings, what speaks to you, mm -hmm. and and developing that into finding your own voice. Absolutely, and we've always been pulled towards bass music in particular, but then also just like this harmonization of soulful music yeah. that I think kind of rings true in a lot of different genres. And like you had said, the house element is a really big yeah. piece of our music. We love to have a progressive feel to keep people moving, but still also like feel something with, yeah. with the lyrics. Jenny, do you, um, do you play bass? Does, do either of you play bass? No, I play ukulele. Um, I play a little bit of piano and guitar as well. Mm -hmm. I've always been drawn vocally and harmoniously to the bass. Uh -huh. Um, it's where I find a lot of my root notes It's how I've written. A lot of my songs are based off of a bass line over like a guitar line. So yeah. it's definitely something that's been drawn to me and how I think I come up with so many different harmony, um, ideas, because I love bass, Amanda has always been more drawn to guitar, and it's interesting. Of course, it'd be the yin and yang of one another. Right. Well, do you both write? We do. Yeah, we both are songwriters. Um, our entire band writes together. We also write separately, bring songs to the table. We have either full ideas that will come to the guys and say, you know, let's create the music to this, or maybe just um, a hook, you yeah. know, or a verse, and then we write that together. Or it could just be completely. Um, in the moment and we will just say okay let's create the very first song we ever wrote with the guys I just said let's jam and that's Aaron and Josh and Josh yeah Aaron and Josh and then you know we've had many many variations of acoustic minds there have been quite a few incredible players throughout this lovely city that have blessed us with their musical prowess and mm -hmm. um, but in the meantime just like she said I think that it took us a little while to be able to find the uh, the right fit to just come up with the type of music that we are really have been hearing in our heads for so long. Yeah. So while we've been chit-chatting that music, uh, the meal has been progressing. What, what, uh, what's going on over there by that stove? So I pulled off all of the sauteing vegetables and I've now put in the ground turkey. Um, I did season this ground turkey with, like I said, some raw onions, some jalapeno. Okay, wait, and you pulled them, you pulled the vegetables off and you put them in the pot. Nope, they're right here. Um, oh. I'm going to put them actually in with the meat. Oh. And so they'll sit in after the meat gets done sauteing. I'll put the onions, the peppers, and then the fresh jalapenos in with the meat. Mm -hmm. That'll simmer for a little bit longer. Okay. And then I'll combine it in with the combination of the beans and the rice, or not the rice, but the corn and the chilies and that. And I've also added the tomatoes into the chili concoction. So it's right now simmering with the corn, the beans, and then three different types of tomatoes. There's uh, chili tomatoes, jalapeno tomatoes, fire roasted, and then just the regular diced. Well, I'm telling you, it smells really fresh in this kitchen. I think it's just the, the chopped peppers, the tricolored peppers, and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the um, I keep saying grilled onions. You didn't grill them. No. The sauteed, the sauteed onions. onions. Yes. Um, and uh, then the jalapenos already, you know, sliced and everything. And I just, it smells um, bright. That's the way I describe it. It's just really bright and fresh in here right now. Love it. You know, this is really a very, very healthy meal. If you're looking to kind of meal prep for the week or if you like for Amanda and I, when we are traveling and touring a bunch, um, she will make this batch that she's making now uh, can serve I mean, probably 60 different meals. It lasts for a very long time. We Tupperware mm -hmm. it all. You can bring it with you. As she said before, you can kind of put it in a shell if you want. You can bring chips with it. You could just eat it plain. Do you freeze it and then just pull it yeah, out when you guys get back? Yeah, we've frozen it. Or if we're on the road and we have our own big coolers, we'll just refrigerate everything and 
heat it up as we go, whatever cities we're in. Okay, so you, do you live in L.A. as well? We do. We have a house in L.A., you and guys, we also have a home here. I worship you for doing both. It's not I mean, easy being cheesy, seriously. Oh my I must gosh. say. That is a huge undertaking. And you guys just came off this huge tour. We did. We did uh, about 138 shows last year. And just 138. We have 97 booked for this year. So it's going to just get busier. That's but so yeah. Great. Our goal with moving to LA was really just to have a central hub. We knew that we wanted to do tour more and we wanted to prioritize that. Being in Portland, sometimes you can get kind of complacent and in your own lovely bubble of space and forget that you need to be out there in front of your fans. So how have your shows gone like down south? I mean, have you have you kind of broken into the market? Yeah, actually, I feel like we have a pretty great draw in the Los Angeles area. And, you know, we've been going to South by Southwest the last couple of years and we have a really great draw in Texas and a huge community in Austin that comes out and supports us every year that we're down there. And I feel like, you know, the music is spreading and it's exciting. And Amanda and I do this all ourselves. You know, we book and promote and manage. We wear every hat, basically. So this can be a, a very daunting journey and you want people to be a part of it with you. And it seems yeah. like it's been growing more and more. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, Amanda, do you kind of plan out meals for the road? Um, I mean, we try to. Uh, it's I'm just like touring when you go and you book a gig and, you you know, we book our own tours. So that is a very um, <laughs> tedious process. Yeah. I think the food prep can be the easiest part of it, even though it can be hard to remind yourself to do that and to just stay um, on your goals. I mean, it's part of just every part of who we are trying to manage our own lives i think that yeah. that's one of the things that people step off from is well, just good food but i'm telling you the planning part i mean that's that's hard for everybody i mean i've been um you know i've lost a ton of weight in my lifetime i used to be almost um 93 pounds heavier than i oh my gosh i don't yeah. know where that would be and, congratulations um, and well you know, I took it off over a lot of years, but I mean, my, my key things were that I got rid of everything out of the house that I was just like stress eating food. That's what it was. You know, I wasn't happy at the time and, uh, you know, I ate my way through it. So once I got, uh, once I think I made that conscious decision to like, you know what, I can, I can plan this stuff out. I can find stuff that I like to eat and, um, you know, cook once or twice a week and make it happen. That was like the magic thing for me. And for me, it was a blood sugar balancing thing. So I ate smaller, fewer meals throughout the day that were more balanced and the weight came off. And again, it was, it was over a period of years. It wasn't like some magic pill, but that planning part, I think that's this common thing I hear from so many people of, Oh yeah, you know that that's the out of control part. You're on the road and you're hitting fast food and you're oh my hungry. Gosh. Yeah, and oh. it's it can be very difficult. I think especially when you are getting out of venues very late and let's say you have driven all day and you don't have that accessibility to something really um, fresh and healthy. Uh, yeah. I do think that Jenny and I are the same exact way. You know, we've fluctuated in our weight throughout our lives, and the more healthy. I and, and she can be is when we're cooking our own food and uh -huh. it's the same exact thing like you said you know you eliminate the things that can really t tempt you yeah I think that food can easily be just like um, toxic relationships uh, sex anything they can become very addictive <laughs> addictive as um, escapes things I, you can go to yeah. to um, go for, you know away from the things that are painful in life yeah. and so 
this lifestyle can be incredibly lonely, even though, yeah. you know, you have thousands and thousands of people that are there supporting you and, you know, in that moment with you, it can be incredibly lonely. So one of the things I've found for comfort is to go Cook. to cooking. I'm also, I love gardening. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I could just I love too. to like put my hands in the dirt and really just have therapeutic relief from being out in the garden for, you know, hours on end. And yeah, I've, I've mentioned that actually in a, in a previous show that I have that same feeling. It's like, uh, in the spring, I'm, I'm like driven to, I, I have to put my hands in the dirt. I don't know what it is. It's like, a I don't know. I was just, it's a gene. I was born that way, you oh, know, yeah. and that's one of the things that really, um, you know, it grounds me as well. So while we were talking, we added in, we do the Lowry's taco seasoning, which is just something we grew up with. It's delicious. Two packages. I noticed. And then we do the, we add water to that just so it starts to simmer down. Um, we added in some more fresh jalapenos and now we're going to add in the cooked some more. Wait a minute. Onion. When did you add in the first jalapenos? Um, I put a little bit of jalapenos in, in the beginning, just so it starts to get that savory flavor, mm-hmm. the jalapenos into the meat. And then, um, the, uh, I know a lot of people get a little scared with jalapenos. I have not found, especially when I cook it this way, it really cooks down the heat. So it, if I were to put them in fresh, you may be like, holy moly, that's too hot. That's but okay. I've got my water right here on the counter. You'll have to let me know if this I'm is a little to too hot for your palate. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, um, bringing the conversation back to that music piece, you know, um, it's, it's almost like, I don't know if it's like this for you. And I kind of want to know if it's like this for you. When I step onto a stage... I might have nerves for like 30 seconds, but then it's about the music. It's about the music and the audience. And for me, everything just flows through of, um, you know, the, the guys, the band, the piano, the bass, the drums, the rhythm, and it all just is. And I'm like, that is the greatest form of meditation that there is. That bubble right there is amazing. Is it? Is it, I agree. I completely yeah. agree. I think that um, music is therapy for us. I feel sad for individuals who don't have this type of an outlet just because there has never been something that I haven't been able to get through despite all the hardships because I have music. And I think that, you know, Jenny and I can even be off the stage, like literally hating each other, get on the stage, sing a song. We've worked it out through the music. And by the end, we're best friends again. So it's just, Aww. it's an interesting bubble and it, Um, it's definitely something that I don't take for granted. It's super meditative for me as well. I I feel like it can, um, bring all sorts of the, like the serotonin levels. I laugh a little bit. I think the only thing I've ever experienced that is similar to the rush that I get from performing is like when they're kicking your butt so hard at like a boot camp, and you're like, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna throw up. And then that feeling of like when you completed it and you're yeah. like so satisfied. Yes. That is the feeling that after you've just like given everything on the stage. I do believe that it's, there's nothing like it. And that synergy that comes together when you are in a band or even, you know, just singing. Like I'm so fortunate I sing with my twin. And so yeah. it doesn't, I don't have to have this moment of, fear you know you said something about nerves and just for it's a just, second and she and she's a nerve person jenny typically what she says if she doesn't have the nerves and she mm-hmm. doesn't think that she's actually it, it's not working out right because the nerves remind her like oh this is something and then you know when she gets on stage it's gone like a whole yeah it's like the same kind of thing let's check in on the food yes it looks delightful yes so we added the sauteed peppers into the meat as well as like i had said earlier the sauteed onions and some more fresh jalapeno the chili concoction on the other side is ready to go. As soon as this meat simmers down, mm-hmm. then we'll add it in. And then it's as simple as, in our case, we'll be doing them with taco shells. But 
awesome. simple as just cooking those up. We've got some fresh avocado, tomatoes, lettuce. You can do cheese, sour cream. Any way you like to do a taco, we have all that. And So, Amanda, are you guys working on another album, even though you just released one in 2017? <laughs> yeah, we, we are. We actually wrote a full record last year. We went to the coast two trips, four days total, and wrote our brand new record. Um, it was a really fun experience. We write everything near bodies of water. It's just kind of where our inspiration comes. And we rented Little House. The most recent single will be the bad guy one. It'll be coming out in May. So this okay. is a little sneak peek well, that so you guys will be getting. While we're uh, dishing this up here, let's, uh, let's play the snippet and we'll come back and talk about it. The Marty's Music Kitchen podcast is brought to you in cooperation with Oregon Music News. What you know about us, what you know about love, what you know about trust. This is not about her, this is not about us, what you know about trust. I don't want your alibi, I really don't need a reason why, that doesn't make me the bad guy. You may think the time we spent felt like a dream, but in all reality, I am not. You thought you could save me. gosh I love the track that is I am so impressed with your songwriting and um, the fact that you're doing whole songs in an EDM format is just really appealing to me so job well done you oh thank you so much yeah and speaking of food <laughs> no hard segue there it looks like everything's ready to go and you've instructed me to dish up so what do I do I would suggest that and then to put some of the chili concoction in there. And All then right. if you like toppings, I would go for the fresh tomatoes, the avocado, lettuce, all those things are great. And you can also add, you know, this will have a kick, but we've got tapatio, we've got aardvark sauce if you're into something a little more spicy. I think I'm just going to try the regular kick. Perfect. <laughs> I think you should. Are you ready for me to taste this? Yes. All right. So I got it all loaded up. I'll put avocados, tomatoes, put the cheese on the bottom, a little bit of sour cream, and then um, a little bit of lettuce, too. So here we go. Mmm. Wow. Mmm. That is really good. I mean, I feel like I'm in a restaurant. That came out so great. So the cool part about this is mm. my other mm -hmm, hidden mm. passion is that one day I will open a food cart, and this will have three different versions of a taco. This is brilliant. It's not too hot at all. So Correct. the jalapenos, I thought were going to be really spicy, but they're very mellow. It's got that, like I said, that kind of a bright flavor that they have, and uh, it just came out really, really well. So, hey, um, where can people... Um, 
find out about where you're going to be next on tour and uh, about your, you know, your albums? Well, the best spot would be the ammusic.com, but you can just Google Acoustic Minds. We're on Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, if you know you're just looking to hear the music. Um, the schedule is on the website, though, as well as some fun links to our music videos and ton of crazy just tour vlogs and blogs and just the antics that go on so while cool. we're on the road. You mean the behind the scenes stuff? Absolutely. We try to do that. We've also been trying to check in at least once a month with the fans through a live feed just so we can like get an idea of, we'll let them know what we're doing, but also get an idea of what they're thinking through the music. And I'm definitely going to, for our listeners today, I'm going to put the recipe online. Um, and I'm also going to list all your social media links so that they can find your website. And, you know, um, I've got both of your Instagram accounts now, and I'm going to post that all so people listening will be able to find you. So Perfect. Yeah, well, hey, Amanda, Jenny, thank you so much for being on the show today. This has been really super fun. Thank you for having us. We've had so much fun, too, and it's just another experience that I've really wanted to do. And uh, it was really fun, the idea of music, conversation with food and what we like to cook. So thanks for inviting us to be a part of it. I'm your host, jazz singer Marty Mendenhall. Are you excited about the next show? So am I. Become a patron of this podcast and get on the early release list for just $1 each month. Find out about this and other perks by joining the fun at patreon.com forward slash Marty Mendenhall. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time on Marty's Music Kitchen. You can see-